1: The men's Royal Rumble match was mid card. Mid card. That's a clever title, Luke. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lou Owen D A D and we are here to review last night's Royal Rumble pay-per-view brought to you by DoorDash No, that's WWE's sponsor. We're brought to you by Alcohol. That's far better. Why well, not?
2: It is too. Wine52.com forward slash talk. You can get yourself a free case of wine. Three bowls of wine delivered direct to your front door. All you gotta do is pay for that sweet ass postage and packaging. UK viewers only, we are better than you and we drink it. And you can, if you like red, pick the red box. If you like white, pick the white box. If you like a mix, Get both. You can do. You can get a mixed box. It's absolutely fabulous service. I was drinking some of the red that we had in our box on last night's Royal Rumble stream. Adam had one of the whites, and we both very much enjoyed them.
1: Yes, well, I also took one home, and I had a much more sophisticated time on Friday night, having the white wine with some cheese. Mm, How was it? Fondue. I put a bit of the white wine in the fondue. Drank the white wine. It was delicious. Mm, you are a fancy little bitch, aren't you? Whereas, whereas you got your little red wine lipstick on, you hooligan. Oh, honestly, I woke up this morning and my
2: wife said to me, was like, did you have some red wine last night? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Sponsored on the stream, She's like, I can see it still on your lips. And it was like coated, no. like all up above my lips. <laughs> I had to When I was brushing my teeth this morning, I had to brush my lips to get all that's the crud disgusting. But that's disgusting <laughs> yeah. y- that's not
1: why that's not wine 52's fault it's not that's luke's fault 100% so let's mean. talk about the royal rumble which matthias from chile is calling the worst pay-per-view of the year so far <laughs> i mean yeah because yeah. day one was better wasn't it and Very there's only so. been two so we'll start with actually Brief thoughts, because we haven't actually properly talked about stuff. I haven't had time to go back and look at all of your live reaction highlights. I enjoyed the first two hours of this show immensely. Same here. Yeah, we had an absolute
2: ball uh, watching the show. We were all a bit down on the finish of Seth Roman. Um, I liked it. I even well, like that. Uh, okay, I've come round to the DQ finish. Um, it was more the execution of the DQ finish, because I don't know if you how you felt about this, but we are all thoughts on this. It looked like Charles Robinson put Seth Rollins' hand on the ropes. Mm. And that re- like all oh, that's all we could focus on. So we actually missed the DQ because we were like, what are you doing, Charles? What are you, what are you putting Seth's hand on the ropes for? You shouldn't be getting involved like this. So I think that, for me, took
1: away the impact of the DQ. It came across weird, but then the women's Royal Rumble was fantastic. Terrific. Loved it. Do Do Drop and Lynch. You know, it was a fine match, but mistakes were made earlier in that build for anyone to care. Uh, Bobby and La- uh Bobby and Lashley, Les Lesnar and Lashley. Eh, you know, it was okay. I really um, liked it. The It Couple versus the grit Couple. That is what, what exactly what you thought it was, and it was. It wasn't bad. But then the Men's Royal Rumble, it's there to close the show. And you're like, well, you put Ronda Rousey as her return on the second match on the show. They must have something big planned for the Royal Rumble men's match to close it. I'm thinking Cody Rhodes is popping up sometime soon, right? Well, there was that report, the forbidden, the the really big forbidden door entrance. You know, who was it going to be? Yeah, let's not pretend or or think or let anyone make a mistake that we had high expectations for this match because of it. No, no, no. This was a bad match on its own merit because yeah. it was 20, 20 mid-carders and below and then like seven people who used to be main eventers but are nowhere near the title picture right now and definitely weren't winning. Bad Bunny shane mcmahon johnny knoxville and brock lesnar as number 30 who won it it was remarkable
2: when we were doing the live reactions because you know we were doing the royal jamble so you're bringing in people you're taking people out as people get eliminated and stuff when madcap moss came out adam said to me is he number 20 and i was like oh my god, you're right, he is number 20. And I suddenly it was realized number it, was, okay, well, it was around that point, like the Madcap Mask guy came out, he mm. was like number 20 or 21 or something along those lines. And we were like, two thirds of this rumble is done and yeah. nothing has happened. I think it is telling, I, we talked about this on the Raw review this past week, where it was, you know, we, we've been calling this a mid-card rumble, because the go-home angle for the rumble match itself was Street Profits, Mysterios, and the Dirty Dogs, you know, three tag teams, not a single one of them is going to be winning this Royal Rumble. So it already felt like a mid-card Rumble. And I I sort of realized in the week, there's also no storylines going Mm. into this Rumble match, which means that the wrestlers going in there sort of had nothing to work with.
1: But there were. You had a thing that's been built up for arguably three, four months between... Father and son, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, which, which did never not play happened. into anything. Yeah, it didn't play to, well, we've, like We've got a feud right now for the United States title between Kevin Owens and Damian Priest. They did not interact. They were like 15 entrants apart.
2: Yeah. And actually, like, the only storyline that went into this match that was paid off was Sammy versus Knoxville. Andrew, Andrew- McIntyre and Baron Corbin. Oh, I suppose but, yeah, there was that. But, but he, who cares? He, yeah. He was the surprise entrant. No one expected him to be in the room. But I said mm. anything. It was a massive shock to us. Um, but yeah, like it was I think Sammy Knoxville was the only one. And even then it felt weird because what happened was Knoxville got in, had a fight with Sammy, and then Sammy got all of the wrestlers to gang up on Knoxville and beat him up. And I was like, wait, is is Knoxville a heel now? And like Sammy's the baby face? How is how is this the resolution to that storyline?
1: Well, that's let's, let's start with that then, because you know the overall story of the matches. There was no story. There was very little star power. It was all filler, sawdust. This was a sawdust rumble, and you had a few spots. You know, like like the the match was trying to do something, and Knoxville was one of those. I'd argue the first. I guess AJ Styles and Nakamura were the first two out there, and it's like, hey hey, om nom nom, eat the bullets, Nakamura, eat them. And that never really went anywhere. And then you got, you know, Ridge. I think Ridge Holland was out number three, actually. Uh, no, Bobby Roode was TNA chant. Did you? Hear oh that? my God, the TNA! I said I can't. I can't believe the last time we had a TNA chant on a WWE show. <laughs> I think
2: was December to December two thousand six. Here we are, twenty twenty two. Robert Roode and AJ Styles face off against each other with an actual TNA. Chant. Mickey James
1: didn't get a TNA chance, but Bobby Roode and AJ Styles did. <laughs> I didn't think of that. She's from TNA kind of <laughs> impact. I bet poor Tony Khan's there. Like, what do I have to fricking do to get a, an AEW chan on WWE? <laughs> so yeah, it's Philip, It's Bobby Roode. It's Montez Ford. It's Ridge Holland. And then Sami Zayn's out. But then Johnny Knoxville comes out with a couple of jackass he was out accomplices. With, yeah, he had Weeman and Preston Lacey and one of the new
2: guys who I don't actually know because mm. I haven't seen the new film. I didn't know they had new guys. Well, you've got to pass it on to the new generation.
1: Is that, what, is that what's happening?
2: Yeah, there's like a whole new crop of them are, like are coming in, and I, I guess they're going to be doing stunts alongside
1: them. So Jackass are going to have their version of, what was it, the 2017 Rumble, where you had Autumn Mysterio and Cena on one side, and Bala, Nakamura, and, and so- someone else on the other? Someone else.
2: Um, I thought you were going to say, Roma. are they doing their version of Star Trek Generations?
1: It's the best one. It's the best one of all the films.
2: I hope it's Johnny Knoxville and one of the new ones having omelettes together, because that oh. is what we wanted to see from two
1: captains up, of the Enterprise. <laughs> it went deeper than the omelettes, and you've got to crack a few eggs. Um, so Knoxville comes out, and you're like, okay, he's the jackass guy. That brings with it certain expectations. He's either got to get set as a minimum He's got to get set on fire. What did you kind of As a minimum. Expect? What did you as, expect as a, from Knoxville and the Rumble? A big, a table bump. I thought he yeah, would do a big a table. table bump. Yeah. He a was table like, bump, yeah. a limb being hacked off. Minimum. Or
2: actually, you know, uh, picked up above his head by a moss and then thrown over and caught
1: by a load of guys and everyone goes tumbling down. Beautiful. That's exactly it. I think he needs to go through a table, something on the outside, you know, something silly uh all that happened to him really is he took a frog splash from montez ford which you know looks very impressive but i imagine montez ford's knees and elbows are taking the brunt of that i don't want him to get hurt but at the same time that is the point of jackass so i feel like a bit of a douchebag sitting here being like well why wasn't this you know man in his 40s hurt for my entertainment in the you know make-believe world of wrestling but that is the point of him right that was why he was there like that's why they've been trying to do stuff with jackass for years
2: like they were going to do stuff with umaga back in the day like it was going to lead to a match and it never actually happened i think it was gonna be a Summerslam slam match but it, it all fell apart because umaga beat up the jackass guys on raw and they were all laughing because that's what the jackass guys do and then i went like, well they
1: didn't sell that very well so hmm. uh, the match is falling apart now so knoxville wasn't set on fire Tick in the boring column, along with, you know, all the boring stuff. The next sort of story they tried to do was Amos. AJ Styles and him had an interaction. It was just like the big person bit, and everyone ganged up on him, eventually threw him out. But that didn't get over. No, it didn't. And, like, the Amos-AJ storyline hasn't
2: been touched since Amos beat him. AJ's going to have to do his own thing. He went off to do in a, into a feud with Grayson Waller and then had that match with Theory on Raw so Amos and AJ all of a sudden like reigniting this feud like surely this should have been the next
1: step of their feud as opposed to Amos just beating him weeks ago I've just seen in my notes what Amos did so Chad Gable comes in he's like hey I'm gonna orchestrate you all into a, an attack formation and then in classic movie style They go for him one by one. Not not as a swarm. No, no, no. The putty monsters in Power Rangers thought that the best tactic
2: was to attack them one at a time. You You wear them down. You don't step on each other's
1: toes when you're Mm. doing it one at a time. You're not getting in each other's way. Not in close combat. Definitely not. And Damien Priest is the first person there. And Damien Priest, out of like Austin Theory, Ridge Holland, Chad Gable, these sorts of guys, you're... United States champion is chucked over the top rope by a moss. A United States champion whose storyline is that
2: he loses his temper and the Damien comes out. Nothing of that ever came into the actual rumble
1: itself. Yeah, so another story that didn't happen. A moss was thrown out eventually. Then just nothing happened, nothing for, happened like for like ages. 20 minutes. Oh, it's
2: so long of just lads doing stuff. 90 second interval, a new guy would come out and do Mm. nothing. Another 90 seconds pass, another guy came out and did nothing. And it was just, you said sawdust and like filler, and that is the perfect word to describe this. This rumble did not get started until like the last 10 entrants.
1: Rick Boogs, Mad Cat Moss, Dolph Ziggler. These are the sorts of names. Mad Cat Moss, by the way, ran wild. Like him
2: and Baron Corbin, to set up for like the big Drew return. Mad Cat Moss, eliminated AJ
1: Styles and that was the one thing I had my hook into because AJ was number one I was like okay well, you know they're giving him the Iron Man spot we can get him through to the final five or four maybe no he fell to Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin Madcap Moss also may have the worst gear in WWE his, gear, his mm-hmm. gear is legit terrible so then Drew came out and that was genuinely good Like, that was a surprise return from injury. It sucks that he goes right into the feud with Corbin and Moss, but that was all set up. And then he eliminated them both. He's outside. And Kevin Owens is the next entrant. And they have this really cool brawl. And I'm like, okay, we're getting here now. And then um, who comes out next? Then Kofi Kingston comes out. And this is like, this sums up this rumble for me. And it's, you know, of all the amazing escapologist spots we've seen in the Rumble from John Morrison and then Kofi Kingston, it is Naomi, uh, Casey Catanzaro in the women's ones. It's amazing, I think, that we've never seen them fail. Yeah.
2: I said to Adam on the stream, it had to happen one day, and it's
1: so sad that it did. And here was the day. The odds caught up with him. Kofi Kingston gets in the ring. He goes to the top rope because that's what you want to do in a rumble, isn't it? Go right to the top rope when you're legal. Yeah. And Kevin Owens just shoves him off. Of course you would. Kevin Owens is smart. Kofi is meant to fall spectacularly outside, but grab hold to the barricade and his feet don't touch the floor. But they did touch the floor. And he got them up really quickly, and you could tell the commentators being like, oh, "Do we? Are we gonna let this go?" But too many people had seen it, and then you could you could hear the heartbreak in the commentators' voices as they were just like, "Yeah, his feet did touch the ground. Yeah, Kofi just... Kingston's eliminated." In um, I've se- I've seen various thoughts on this.
2: Would you have pretended it didn't happen? Or do you think that WWE did the right
1: thing by calling it an elimination? I think they did the right thing. I think it's you know if this was a number, oh, yeah, they did the right thing. It, it's close I
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I if if they had pretended that it didn't happen, I completely agree with that as well because it is wrestling and it's predetermined. Doesn't you know? It, and really, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. So. Uh, I, I could have like if they had gone away with it. I, I think that was completely the right thing to do. But I think they also was it was right. Like either way, I think they made would have made the right call on this. Mm-hmm. It was just really unfortunate, and it really like sucked the wind out because then you know Big E comes out a few spots later, and like I've my one of my biggest things in this Rumble match is, man, do I feel sorry for Big E?
1: Yeah. I
2: really feel sorry for Big E. You said in your review he was WWE champion four weeks ago. weeks ago and what has he done since he has lost he has not been on tv he's just been drafted to smackdown yeah what's that all about for no reason (laughs) well i get to to put him back in the tag team like he has they have co co they co-feed him and that's really really sad Mm -hmm. i i really didn't think they would co-feed him this quickly and they just have like i i love the optimism from people because I put up on Twitter yesterday, man, I feel sorry for Big E. And so many people are like, oh, don't worry. He's going to face he's gonna face Bobby Lashley for the title at Mania. And I'm like, where do you get this optimism? Like, where is this optimism come from? I applaud it. But man, I would um, love to have some of that.
1: Where do you get the optimism from? From the followers of a faction who are about the power of positivity. <laughs> oh, I suppose maybe. I live in the gimmick. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks that Kofi is a verb as well. So much mm. sucks. It sucks. It's depressing. And I think that moment really sums up this rumble. Um, It was just a bit sad. Although most of it was boring. That bit was actively sad. It was sad for Kofi. Nobody wanted to see that. It was nobody's fault. Nope. Um, And it was just awkward afterwards. And then 27 was Bad Bunny. And, you know, it was fun. He did the Canadian Destroyer on Riddle. Crazy. Amazing Canadian Destroyer, by the way. (laughs) It was so cool. But, you know, I've seen that. I've seen him do this stuff before. He made it through to the final four, which left a bad taste in my mouth. A bad bunny Then space. it was Shane McMahon, the Alicia Fox of the Men's Rumble. <laughs> He's like, potato, potato, Maris Piper for you. King Edward, for you over there.
2: Oh my God. He just and like every time he would punch someone, like he would potato someone dead hard, and they would go <laughs> down into the corner, and be like, oh, I'm not doing that again. And then someone else would have to step on be like, oh, is it my turn next? He was like, I'm the boss's son. Potato, potato, potato. Absolute potato farmer out there. It was horrible <laughs> to watch. And it so this news had come out on Friday. shane was going to be in the rumble shane and bad bunny were like the late reports on friday they were me and angela did the show about it uh on on, late Mm. on friday about this and someone had put up a tweet earlier in the week saying austin theory versus shane mcmahon at wrestlemania that is a story that completely writes itself Mm, and i when they and when shane was like you know rumored to be in the rumble i was like there's your story right there you have an interaction between shane and Theory." no absolutely not no theory had already been out like 20 people earlier and shane was just there to be a star and that is bad because what did shane actually do in this match apart from potato
1: people he made it to the final four but why talk to what end well yeah i don't i think this was a bit of a panic move i think they were like oh my god we have not got enough people like star power in this rumble shane can you do us a solid he's like here i'm I'm here to do anything to help everybody i don't i would be surprised if this now builds into shane's wrestlemania program i agree yeah because Uh, i I feel this was a one and done
2: oh you don't think he's having a match at mania
1: no well he he might do but i don't think that was the plan as of three (laughs) days ago
2: i mean i i do agree with you like because i you know Shane McMahon, he in WWE's eyes, he is one of their biggest stars, so he needs to have his WrestleMania match. That's why he had the match with Braun last year. And I would have thought if you were going to have Shane in this match, you would have used the Rumble match to set up something for WrestleMania, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. you know. And you said there he was the final four. He was in the final three. Did they
1: not set anything up? Because Brock Lesnar eliminated him And I believe that was a storyline from quite a few years ago that they never followed up on because Brock didn't want to.
2: Yeah, well, (laughs) I'd actually forgotten about that, but yeah, that is great. What Um, was that?
1: Was that was that Survivor Series? Was it? It was SummerSlam. Yeah.
2: Was it? Yes, yes. I think you're right. Oh my, yes, I think you are right.
1: Um, anyway, Randy Orton then comes out at number 29. Huge hometown pop from St. Louis. That was awesome. And I thought, okay, Randy Orton, let's, let's get him to have some fun stuff. He didn't do anything. No. Brock Lesnar comes out at number 30. He's the big surprise last entrant. He had just lost the title to Bobby Lashley earlier because of Roman Reigns' interference. And Brock just... You know, he'd already wrestled once tonight. You have to; it's double pay. It's double pay to wrestle twice, I think. And he just dismantled everybody left in a, in three four minutes. And yeah, and that was it. it. Yeah,
2: tossing out Drew in the last uh, as the last one. And that was it. That was all she wrote. It was a really underwhelming men's rumble. And a really underwhelming main event to the show. Mm. I think it left a sound. I said this in the reaction video that we posted up on the main WrestleTalk channel. That I wonder if this bad rumble will taint everyone's opinion of the rest of the show. I
1: think it it, has.
2: Because it's the final thing, right? So, like, people will forget how great Roman Seth was. How great the women's rumble was. How actually quite good... Becky and Dewdrop was, how pretty good the mixed tag match was and it would be like, oh but that men's rumble, it was just a whole lot of nothing and Mm. the rumble match should be there to tell you the audience, what is our pathway to Wrestlemania, what is our road to Wrestlemania, what does it look like and out of 30 men, we got one storyline and it's a storyline we have actually
1: had since October last year, which is Brock and Roman it's actually a storyline. We had the previous match, but one and the, the opening match. So usually on a show or, or just in a wrestling promotion, rather, all the things that happened on this show, you know, Roman turning on, not turning on Brock, but costing Brock the title, siding with Paul Heyman. That's sure newsworthy. And then the Rumble stuff and the previous match with Roman. You're talking about three months of pay-per-view angles there. Mm-hmm. It was on one four-hour show. Yeah, That's that, that's hot shot booking if I ever did see it. And it really does make the rest of the promotion feel so far down the pecking order. And it's hard to care. That
2: I, That's exactly it, right? Like, that, I was thinking today, there was a, a Vince Russo shoot interview he did. This is years and years and years ago. This is sort of like 2004, 2005 maybe. It was one of like, his first big shoot interviews he did. It was him and Ed Ferrara. And russo was talking about how he would go into meetings with vince and vince would have only one question for him when it came to writing the script for raw what's austin doing and mm. that was all that was the only thing that vince cared about so so russo would here's what austin is doing and then russo and Ferro would work out what everyone else is doing and you know to to russo's credit i'm not his biggest fan but to his credit everyone had something to do everyone had storylines everyone had a purpose now we are in a position where we are, look, like Vince is going to me, is like, well, what are we doing with Brock and Roman this week? And then everything else is just thrown to the wayside and no one is there writing storylines for everyone else.
1: Also, there was a lot of people missing from this rumble. You know, people that could have given it a bit of extra star power. Not much more because they've been booked terribly, but where was Finn Balor? Cesaro. Where was Cesaro? Yeah, Where was anyone from nxt Bron breaker uh, like eli drake
2: uh ruddy you know these four people are rumored but like at the same time i don't think it would have changed the rumble in any capacity but i think this also brings up the two sides to people's thoughts on on rumble matches and what a rumble match is about because i for me a rumble match is about setting up storylines for wrestlemania but there mm-hmm. are other people who th- who are you know i've seen a lot of this on twitter rumble matches are about the surprises. And about the returns, it's about the nostalgia pops. That's what the rumble is there for. And this is a rumble that failed on both levels. And so, like, if you are someone who is just like, "Well, I want to see what my storylines are going to be," bad. If you are like, "Well, I want to see my NXT stars, I want to see my returning legend, I want to see this, I want to see that," it didn't work there either because what you got was Shane and Bad Bunny. And yeah, Bad Bunny was, you know, I thought he was really fun, but it, it ultimately it meant nothing.
1: Hmm. Well, that's... Uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of people are calling it the worst Royal Rumble of all time. I think that is recency bias because 100%. 2015 was terrible. That is what I was going to ask you. Do you think it was worse than 2015?
2: Because like, for me... It's- no, nowhere close no, nowhere close because 2015 was that is vince mcmahon's dogged roman is the guy and he's gonna oh i don't care if you want your daniel bryan he is the guy he's gonna overcome the odds he's gonna beat the giants and the evil foreign heel and he's gonna be endorsed by the rock and you are going to like it and we did not this was more this was just boring which boring, argu- yeah. which arguably is worse but I think the 2015 uh, Rumble was so much more damaging than this one, because like that is yeah. one that in 10 years time, people would be like, man, that was bad. In a year's time, no one will remember that this match happened.
1: That's a very good point. I was looking at the cage side seats ratings and, you know, it's it's very early on. So a lot of reviews haven't come in to rate those, but it's, it's ranked as the worst Royal Rumble ever currently. That is I think that will correct itself yeah. in a bit. So I'm guessing you scored um, it a four out of five, right? Oh, yeah. E- easy. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, the show was phantom. I gave it two out of five. But this match, honestly, was a one out of five. It was bad. Really boring. But by rumble standards. And by, I mean, we have been, we were long overdue for a escapologist spot to be botched. I think we've been overdue for a crappy rumble. Because <laughs> 2016, all the way through, you know, we've got five, six years there of, all time great rumbles, excellent rumbles, fantastic booking. Um, so, yeah. See what you guys thought, get in your Ultra Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support, we'll read out every one over $5, US currency, Duffs101 says, I think that the last third of the men's rumble might have fell so flat because Kofi was supposed to be involved in a much bigger role. Unfortunately, his accidental early elimination scuppered any potential plans with Big E and the others. I also love this level of uh, optimism that uh, Kofi had much bigger
2: plans. <laughs> For, yeah. for this rumble.
1: Oh, they, they would have spanked Big E's booty. Yes. <laughs> there, there would have been at least a booty spot.
2: Like, Kofi wasn't going to win. Big E wasn't going to win. Kevin Owens wasn't going to win. That was part of the problem with this rumble, is that no one going into it looked like they were ever going to win.
1: The only person was was Drew or Shane, to be honest, <laughs> other than Brock. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Greg Murphy I don't think I've ever watched a men's Royal Rumble where I couldn't find some enjoyment result was painfully obvious from the beginning Brock could have challenged Roman anyway aside from the hyper lack of star power it was just booked very very poor Liam Leonard Hi lads, I'm just going to love some steam before work I felt the men's Rumble was a huge waste of time and wish I fell asleep Am I the only one who doesn't want to see Brock versus Roman anymore? If only we had me in the Royal Rumble, maybe <laughs> next year. Yes, Liam. Keep Liam, up the training. Yes, absolutely. Nikos Linardos. There are a few things worse than a bad Rumble, and this was the worst since 2015. Was hoping they were going to swerve us and have Drew eliminate Brock, but sadly that didn't happen. Glad I didn't stay awake until 7am and instead watched it in the morning. Mm -hmm. Would you have liked Drew to have won though? This is the thing, like, out of everybody and the way it was built, Brock should have won. Yeah, 100%. He was, he feels like the only one who could have. Because if Drew won,
2: it would have been Drew Bobby. Drew would have gone back to Royal Face Bobby because we've already got our SmackDown program. And I've seen Drew Bobby a Mm. lot. Like, that was a lot of last year. And I don't need to see it again.
1: Haven't you seen brock roman a lot
2: well that well okay well that was gonna be my well yeah okay but uh, but also i've never said i'm into this um i mean and that's gonna be you were actually quite into roman brock following day one has this rumble (sighs) killed that interest for you
1: yeah it has yeah i think one of the things that day one did is it shook i I think the roman lesnar storyline got pretty repetitive uh it's it's kind of like stretching out we all want long-term stories and then we get a long-term story and it's like, oh, no, this is only really a two, three-month story. Well, and you're yeah. stretching it through from SummerSlam to Mania.
2: There's, I think there's a, there's a difference between long-term story and a story that takes a long time to tell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, What I liked about day one is that it forced WWE to shake things up and it felt unpredictable. And that's, you know, what you want from stuff sometimes. And this just felt like a course correction in the most dashboard-thumping style. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. It's made me very sort of bored. Yeah. But I'm excited Ronda's back. Will Brennan. Man, I predicted Brock to win, but that pop-true got made me so disappointed when I knew the inevitable would come. Genuinely think this was the worst Rumble since 2017. The 2017 one's great. Yeah. And worst men's Rumble match maybe of all time. Poor Big E. No, 2015. Mm. Charles Berg. They don't really like either Rumble or the winners. However, I understand that there aren't many other options. WWE could have loads of viable main eventers if they gave a damn, but they don't. And it's a shame. I hope Disney buys them and takes Vince's pencil. Um, no, Um But they released them all. There's no yes. other options.
2: Well that's certainly in the men's. I think in the women's there were more options than than Rhonda. Not that I'm not that I'm saying that I'm mm. down on Ronda mm-hmm. winning, but there were genuine options for for people. But it is, you know, it's very much the whole like, oh, you know, just let the biggie story play out. Let's see where it goes. Well, this is where it, this is where it ended up.
1: Ooh, ooh. Knoxville probably wasn't clear to take a bump. While filming the new movie, he took a severe head injury, leaving him with some brain damage. In which oh, case, damn. don't put him in the rumble then. Uh Homer star Fan thirteen really didn't like either Rumble. Men's was worse, but I thought the women's was bad as well. None of the current women are over, so it was filled with nostalgia entries, which is fine for a bit, but when it's half the Rumble, that's too many for me. I thought it was well balanced, personally. I liked it, yeah. But I, I have been down on previous women's Rumbles because of women. that exact point, and because you know it's not their place to be wrestling. <laughs> Now, I think I like this one more because I feel like Rhonda coming in did like ha- half, yeah, I counted fourteen sort of surprise nostalgia entrants, which is crazy. But some of those were like Mickey James or I didn't mind the Bella Twins or and Rhonda Rousey. So like, yeah, I think there was enough there to make it okay. Uh, Joe Schmo. I don't know why, but in both Rumble matches, it seemed like anytime someone was at the risk of being eliminated, someone else would always break it up for absolutely no reason. Tamina was the main culprit. It was infuriating to watch. Why didn't she want anyone to be eliminated? I, well, she wants everyone to have fun. But no one's Mina. I'm confused. She was very helpful to a lot of people. I know. But yeah, you know, it's sometimes
2: like, okay, so when I first played um, Blood on the Clock Tower and I was the the demon... When it comes to me and, like they came and they said, like, okay, who do you want to kill? My first thought was, oh, but everyone's having such a nice time. Like, I don't really want to, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin anyone's game. That's what Tamina was
1: doing. She was like, do you know what? You only get this shot once a year. And I want to make sure you get the most out of this opportunity. Uh, Zeko, who's been a member for six months. Well done. This pay-per-view made me quite sad, honestly. My only hope from this is that Edge can finally not be feuding with The Miz anymore. Both Rumble winners disappoint. Riot DR, Fape. So I must ask, who stole Finn Balor's spot in the Rumble? Shane? Bad Bunny? Brock? On a side note, Damien's The Damien is not enough to topple the Amos. What's the point of having a Hulk out if you just get slapped down in one attempt? Great point. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if Finn had announced himself and like they just forgot to put him Maybe. in. Which I, honestly, I would not be surprised about <laughs> Prateek Shetty. Hey guys, thanks for putting on a great show last night. Usually I feel like the final two in every rumble are allowed to breathe and tussle before the final elimination, but I feel neither rumble last night did that. How did you feel about either finish? Well, you know, Brock and Ronda aren't paid by the hour. <laughs> so get them in there, get them out. I totally agree though. I feel like the, the final four onwards is like its own match. It's the match beyond part. Uh, and yeah, they didn't they didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. Justin the disappointment for me Is that it was so predictable Yowl at WrestleTalk and Cultaholic both predicted Brock lost then Brock wins at Royal Rumble As fans we want our predictions to be right But not perfect WWE gave too much away leading up to the Royal Rumble Rousey too Oof I, I sort of half agree with that Like, I don't I, I don't think predictable is bad mm, Same uh, How do you say this Irish name It's Aoife Eva I- Cassidy. Hey, guys, this was my first Royal Rumble. So glad I spent the money to see this on Peacock. Not a waste at all. <laughs> oh, man,
2: we had quite the time trying to get everyone synced up. Yeah, 12 Ooh. people in the stream last night trying to get all at the same sync point for a Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Not easy. Not with Peacock. Oh, God, yeah.
1: Nate S. In my mind, WWE had Ronda and Brock to win and then probably looked and said, oh, well, we can't have them both win at number 30. That would be lazy. Bump Ronda to 28. Yes, that'll do. I thought exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. Mate. So
2: when Rhonda came out at 28, in the stream, we were like, well, who's going to be number 30 then? Really build it up. And it was just before number 30 came out, Andy went, oh, oh it's Shayna Baszler because they'd already announced her. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. Number 30 doesn't always have to be a surprise. I think that was okay. fine. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Can we honestly say with that rumble event and card, did we expect anything better? Not enough women, so nostalgia, and all the men are m- 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 mid. Thanks for watching so we don't have to. Glad I didn't stay up till 5am for that S-word. This company. And finally for now, Carl McVicker. I hated this show. Not the wrestling, just the story. On a point with casual wrestling companies and tribalism, I agree. But my question is, how is this different from basically everything? Movies or sport? We can't be this aggressive or not understanding. I think,
2: Carl, the point is that it's bad in all cases. You know, mm. like, it, like, tribalism is bad in Marvel and DC. It is bad in Star Wars and Star Trek. It's just it's just bad across the board.
1: Uh yes. So, please keep getting your ultra-chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And, hey, treat yourself to a box of subscription wine from Wine 52. You certainly can do. If
2: you are clicking links, click the one in the video description down below, the one being posted by our wonderful moderating team. You get a free case of wine. All you've got to do is pay for that sweet-ass postage and packaging of £5.95. and pence. This is the last day that you can get this offer. It's the last stream being sponsored by Wine52. It's an excellent service. We have very much enjoyed working with them this week. So click the link. It supports us. It supports you. It supports Wine52.
1: So this show, mercifully, did not have anything on the pre-show. Did you like that? I mean, it made us doing like all the interviews and stuff with the Jambal entrance a lot easier because we mm. didn't have to stop to do a match or anything. Um, And then the main card opened up right away with Roman Reigns taking on Seth Rollins. You know, Roman has this sort of unwritten rule, apparently, backstage where he has to either main event or open the show to keep him prominently in people's minds. And I thought... All of this from the opening bell all the way through to the post-match angle was fantastic, finish included. It started with Seth Rollins coming out in the Shield entrance way. I'm talking the tactical vest. I'm talking the music. I'm talking through the crowd. And as he's coming out, He's weirdly doing modern Seth mannerisms. Oh my god, it was
2: so delicious, wasn't it? He was it's modern weird. It was so good though. Like it was modern Seth but doing the shield entrance and laughing his tits off that he was doing it because he was living in Roman's head rent free and it mm-hmm. was so tasty. I was listening to Pete and Tempo reviewing Smackdown um before the Rumble and they were talking about, you know, how like the story going into this based off the final moment on Smackdown was that roman has never gotten over the shield breakup so seth is using this sort of cycle like finally there is a chink in the roman reigns armor which there hasn't been previously before and it just got to me thinking i was like man what if seth came out like in his shield gear and the shield entrance i didn't think he could he would do the music and when that music hit and we're like sierra hotel india echo lama delta shield burning i don't think like, this is incredible stuff
1: i absolutely adored it a fantastic opening to the pay-per-view uh and they had a killer 15 minutes which is crazy they did a lot of stuff fast-paced not much like zero rest holds or anything like that and roman's done said in interviews he is still pretty lethargic from covid just four mm-hmm. weeks ago like he's you know he's, his energy levels aren't up to his previous point before so but they just went like you know spear stomps spears into pedigrees seth power bombed roman through the announcer's table sort of shield style it was really really good and the finish is roman speared seth but seth is still like laughing he's kind of he's sort of turned into this weird joker-like character this ghost from roman's past almost supernatural in his powers and he's trying to fist bump roman and he's just laughing his head off and Roman breaks and he puts him in the guillotine and Seth's trying to get to the ropes and he passes out. Charles Robinson, this is the way I interpreted that. And this is the way I'm pretty sure what they intended. Charles Robinson lifts the arm to see if it's okay. He drops it, but the, the, Seth is so close to the ropes. Seth does the sort of rock last minute. No, I'm not choked down unconscious. And he grabs the rope and that breaks it, but then Charles, you know, Roman won't let go. Charles Robinson calls for the DQ. But as you said, it did kind of look like Charles Robinson saying, like, I've had enough of Roman. I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna make him lose the title. I think Seth should have another crack at this.
2: And like <laughs> he picked his hand up and just put it on the ropes. And then was gonna Roman be like, Well, you've got to break the hold now. I'm like, why you put his hand on the ropes? You're mm. cheating now, referee. The um the other spot I wanted to talk about was the the first big near fall of this, which was the buckle bomb into the stomp, and Roman kicking out at two point nine 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 recurring. What, like honestly, in the live stream, every single one of us bought that as the finish. Wow, like really, it was like three really minutes did. in, I know, but it was just like it's because Roman's kickout was so late, perfectly so. Mm. Like everyone just like. I think everyone in the building bought it as the finish as well like that's how well protected the stomp has been I thought these two were marvelous together I have as I said I I got my issues with the finish because it made it look like Charles Robinson put his hand on the ropes now if this story continues then the DQ is is one thing but I also got the impression from the, fa- the finale of this is that Roman exercised that demon when he battered him with the chair he got to do his own shield breakup. And he bent the chair over Seth. Like he, it felt mm. like Roman was done with Seth Rollins after this. Like I could see them doing Roman Seth in Saudi because that's a big match for the Elimination Chamber. But this
1: felt like the conclusion to this story, as opposed to the next step. If you see what I'm saying, it could go either way. You're totally right. I, so what happened afterwards is Roman that the, the, the crowd the crowd are booing, and they're booing the finish because no one wants to see a DQ finish. But I also think they're booing. I think they were Boom room Roman as a heel. Boom and Reigns. Which is weird boom though because
2: he because he's been the face. Like they were doing mm. this, they did like a, a small face turn in the Seth Rollins feud. I guess now it's just like because Brock is definitely the face in their feud, they've got to get go him back into being a heel again.
1: Or shades of grey. Mm. It works out so, so Reigns- well. Reigns goes and gets a chair and Seth is like struggling to his feet. He's got his back to him. And I, you know, to, to to further on the Joker Batman vibes, it felt like Seth was, I am the joke, I'm the Joker here, please. You know, it was really it felt conscious on Seth's part to get up with his back to Roman. And Roman just starts, he hits Seth in the back of the in the back, just like the shield breakup when Rollins betrayed him. And then he just loses it and keeps wailing on him, breaks the chair, gets another chair, wails on him again. And it's like, I don't, I, I know what you're saying. Roman did arguably exercise his demon, but I think you can also take it, and how I took it, as no, Seth beat Roman psychologically, where yeah. he made yeah. Roman break, and he has turned into like unhinged, crazed Roman here. I, I totally he agree lost, with He you. lost control. But there's
2: also every chance that this is just... Seth is on Raw again and he just goes into a feud with Bobby Lashley yes. and just starts doing stuff with oh, yeah. Kevin Owens again.
1: Oh, yeah. In which case, this is infuriating. <laughs> but, you know, but but Ollie <clears throat> the finish protected him. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, So that was really good. Then we got the Women's Royal Rumble. And it started with Sasha Banks coming out dressed as a Sailor Moon thing. And then QuizzleMania champion Melina came oh, yes. out next that was great to see her D- and disappointingly dumped very quickly though a lot of the sort of more legend style wrestlers were out pretty quickly apart from michelle mccool who th- th- feels like she always has to be in there eliminate at least one person herself in there for 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes she had the most eliminations in that first rumble ridiculous um But yeah, Sasha eliminated Melina pretty quickly. And then it was, I think, a really good balance of here's an active competitor, here's a legend, here's a returning active competitor, here's someone you haven't seen for a while. You know, and and that's quite cool that they did that. I was, by the end, I was like, huh, they didn't use a single NXT star here. Yet it didn't feel, you know, underfilled. I also
2: think as well that, because you know i I saw some people in the chat sort of criticise the fact that there were 14 uh, nostalgia surprise return spots and you know that is half the rumble the counter argument to that though is that a good portion of that other 15 felt like viable winners there were people that really wanted to see Liv morgan win there were people who really wanted to see naomi win or you know thought that these could potentially win bianca belair i honestly thought was a lock to win this rumble because of because they were telling that story on tv that she was going to win the rumble thought sasha was a really good option to win the rumble as well so that is what the men's one was missing was viable winners and that's and so then that made the mm. women's match so much more exciting. Also, it makes the, the nostalgia returns book more palatable because it breaks everything up, and it's a much better pace, a, a much better paced match.
1: Yeah, totally. The final four was Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair, and I was like, "Well, Shayna isn't winning, but I thought I didn't. I wasn't sure that Ronda was winning. I thought yeah. Bianca, but you know, Flair and Ronda could cancel each other out. But Belair thought. could still win."
2: Yeah, I mean, Belair for me is my big disappointment of this match because they were doing so much. Like they have been telling this story since SummerSlam that she is going to be going out. I still think it's going to be Bianca Becky at WrestleMania, and this was the perfect time to really kickstart that. Because you've got all of this, Becky has been dodging her, she's been ducking her, she had to cheat to win all those times, mm-hmm. and now Bianca has won the Rumble and Bianca has, like Becky now has to face Bianca Belair at Wrestlemania what a, like, a great story from SummerSlam through to Mania, very very tasty that, and what they opted for was just, ah no, and Ronda uh, wins, worse for me though is Bianca did nothing in the Rumble she was the Iron Woman but she, she had was there but she a had, long time She had one elimination. It's Bianca Belair. She had one elimination. Like, how do you have? How does she only get one?
1: Yeah, but well, you can't outdo Michelle (laughs) McCool, who also had one elimination.
2: Sonia Deville had more. uh, Rhea had more. Brie Bella had more eliminations than uh, than Bianca Belair.
1: Yeah, I I I think the yeah, I totally agree with you there. I also think Sasha Banks was dumped out around the fourth, fifth mark. She was was in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, and I was like, and and then the next person out was Bianca Belair. I thought, how do you not have them, at least, like, even if you do that spot, have them pass each other on the ramp, ships passing in the night, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Look what we did last year. Look what we're here now. I've lost my chance. Can you do it, Bianca? But no, no, they they did not interact even a smidgen. Um, But having said that, Okay, you go. Having said that, I thought pretty much everything else in this match worked brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, uh, completely agreed. Also, they they paid off on storylines they had set
2: up. They paid off on uh, old storylines for people to recognize. You know, they did the spot between um, uh, Natalia and Summer Ray, which is something from Total Divas. And the crowd responded to that in kind. I have no idea what it was either, but like I saw that Twitter was talking about it when Summer Ray was announced. Natty had been posting about it on Twitter, so like they and they paid that off in the Rumble. That's good. That is setup and payoff. And they had. Some, I really enjoyed Nikki Ash taking out Mighty Molly. I thought that was really nice. What an
1: ingenious little bit of storytelling that is. That was so good. That that was one of my favorite moments of the whole show.
2: Yeah, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan a Riot Squad reunion, but then mm. Sarah Logan was only in it for forty three seconds, which <laughs>
1: is a slight disappointment. There. Well, you got to make the Bella Twins look strongly. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, of they do all need- the people, like let you know, Liv is your project this year. Surely, why don't you let Liv and Sarah Logan team together to eliminate the Bella Twins? No, the Bella, the Bella twins, twins eliminated the yeah, Riot yeah, yeah. squad. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, really, this was a amazing Rumble for one simple thing, and that one simple thing is just three letters: R T C when that <laughs> I was I freaked out when Ivory came out in her full RTC gear, it was, and she cut a promo all the way down talking about these lost little lambs essentially, my friend China, she gets in the ring, still cutting a promo Rhea Ripley pick her up, she is still cutting her promo, she puts her on the apron, still cutting a promo, eliminates her, she carries on cutting her promo it was the Brilliant. best spot of the match i absolutely loved it
1: but for, for me i think i'm pretty confident that's gonna go down as one of my more memorable <laughs> yeah. fun rumble spots of all time yeah absolutely uh you, you've seen how old ivory is yeah she is 60 what what <laughs> she doesn't no.
2: look 60 absolutely not at all it, incredible well, no. scenes there was um she's I, older I've... than
1: sting isn't <laughs> she
2: no, Sting sixty two. Yeah, I have seen a prevailing theory that it was not actually Kelly Kelly in the Rumble, and it was <laughs> a a replacement. <laughs> it
1: does not um, look like Kelly Kelly. But, Although uh, she did know, do this a lot. Well,
2: I was gonna say she should, she pointed at a lot of things, and we was you know, people were going like, "Is that really Kelly Kelly?" And then I watched her run the ropes and bollocks up her first spot,
1: and I was like, "Yep, that's Kelly <laughs> Kelly, all right." You see, that's what I mean. Like even the little bad bits of this because you know you're bringing in a lot of people who haven't wrestled for quite a long time and let's be honest weren't very good even when they did wrestle and the, even those bits I got a kick out of when Alicia Fox came in and started hitting everyone with drop kicks and seemingly just concussed Natalia who was taken out of the match for a bit afterwards I even got a kick out of that I was just <laughs> in a good mood all the time in this match we also had Mickey James
2: coming out At two, Hardcore Country, which Mm -hmm. is actually, I think that was a a massive surprise there. She came out with the Impact Knockouts Championship. But to show you how WWE feel about this, they credited her as Impact Women's Champion because they have no idea what Impact is or (laughs) what the belt she has. It's an innocent mistake. What do you want them to do? Look at the website. Look at Wikipedia. Yeah. So I saw a perfect comparison about this. Is because um, I, you know, I've been pretty down on this whole WWE Impact thing, which is just that I don't mm-hmm. think WWE care. Uh, I don't think WWE knew that Mickey Jones was working there in this and the other, which actually was reported. And someone said that Impact is Flash Thompson in the Spider-Man movies, where <laughs> he thinks he is best friend, or keeps telling people he's best friends with Peter Parker, but he definitely isn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, to skip to the end because there was Lita had a pretty good showing as well. Mm, great, of, yeah. Some of the the people coming back. Um, Ronda Final Four were Belair, Flair, Shayna and Rousey. When Shayna came out at number thirty, I was a bit like I didn't even think about Shayna and Rousey being in the same ring together. Finally. Because they never crossed over on the main roster, right? No,
2: they didn't, no, yeah. By the time by the time Shana had come up, Ronda had gone. So it was like that was Becky's first feud after she beat mm. um uh, 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 the, at Mania
1: Unfortunately, that didn't, you know, turn into anything, really. They did loosely seem to be working together and shed a few glances, but it wasn't fully uh, done. But then, yeah, Belair and Shayna had gotten rid of. It's Rousey and Flair in the ring. I think Charlotte missed something and Rousey just chucked her out. Point to the it. sign.
2: Yeah, set it on fire with the power of her points. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, okay, so i'm totally on board for ronda winning but i think because you are doing ronda flair at mania like which is what dave Meltzer is reporting he reported that earlier yeah. on the day that like which actually fun fact was one of my bold predictions when we did our 2022 prediction show was one of the main events of mania would be flair rousey i'm pretty pleased with that one um and so we're, okay so if you're going to do flair rousey at mania i don't think you need to have ronda win the rumble you can just have mm. Ronda eliminate Flair. Flair gets back in and throws Ronda out, and that sets up your Mania program. It also means someone like a Bianca Belair, who you've been building up for months and months and months to win this thing, can actually win the Rumble and have that moment and go on in this, that, and the other, or, or someone else. I do think it was an error to have Ronda win, because I don't think it accomplishes more than just her eliminating Charlotte would have done.
1: It's kind of the argument of why put the title on rock? For twice in a lifetime. Yeah. It's like, well, you you know, it's quite clear. It's so news outlets pick up the story better. What's a better story? Ronda Rousey makes her WWE return or Ronda Rousey wins the Royal Rumble. In that regard, I can't fault WWE too much. They're Mm -hmm. a sports entertainment company, not a wrestling company. And On sports entertainment terms, I think they did the right thing. Don't you? I know. I completely get it but I'm not excited about Ronda versus
2: Charlotte. Didn't we say, though, everyone was like, oh, man, Ronda Becky, that's going to be the direction. And we were here being like, no, no, guys, this mm-hmm. is WWE. It's Ronda. Ronda Flair is the match they wanted to do when Ronda came in. And Becky had the audacity to get over and had to <clears> be fudged <throat> into the storyline against their will. So this was always going to be, for me, it was always going to be Ronda Flair. Did, have you seen Ronda's post-match interview that she did? No. Her post-match interview is, I don't care. Uh, I'm actually not interested in wrestling. Um, I just want to go and like, I just want to spend time with my kids. Um, mm. I, I guess you, I mean, I just came back for the Rumble because why not? And she also sort of like buried the fans a little bit as well. So Ronda is still a heel. So do you think they're going to try and turn Flair babyface for, <laughs> for, the, for the Mania match?
1: Uh, WrestleMania 38 where everyone's a heel. <laughs> You're right. It's something, it was a bit weird just because she didn't smile ever. And I like that. I would much prefer Ronda to be this badass just get in there, kill people, walk out. But she, she didn't seem to be enjoying herself. <laughs> you know, like people can yeah. be, you know, like that Brian Danielson, very aggressive person. John Moxley, very aggressive in the ring. But they look like, you know, I get a sense of love for the craft. Rhonda, I think, I don't want to backseat psychoanalyze too much, but she was very affected by her last run and how the fans turned on her. She took it very personally. And I I, I would would advise taking that bitterness into this new run. I don't think think that's the best way to go
2: i mean i guess we all remember the interviews that she was doing on her blog and things like that which was like wrestling is fake and this is dumb and i'm not having fun doing this and the fans actually make wrestling worse and that was kind of the point of her promo was she was like i heard that reaction i got today but i also remember what happened last time hmm. so i'll see you tomorrow night on raw um, yeah, I, I'm not into the idea of babyface Flair versus Ronda Rousey. And I know there are people in the chats being like they already did this at Survivor Series. That didn't have a decisive finish, which is and it, on purpose because they wanted to do it at WrestleMania. But stupid Becky Lynch got over and they had to go with her instead.
1: So I listened to Wrestling Observer today and Meltzer said that Charlotte Flair has been lobbying for this match for months Uh, ronda's come back obviously and it's apparently for a a year deal and Mm. she'll have two mania matches as part of this so a bit longer than a year deal and this one is going to be with charlotte and next year will be with becky that makes sense Mm -hmm. um but yes overall i loved that women's rumble i for me i think it might actually be my favorite women's rumble They've done of the five. Same. Absolutely for me. I think this is the best one they've done. I thought they got the balance absolutely spot on. And I
2: really, really had a fun time.
1: After that, we got Drop versus Becky Lynch, oh, which was man. a fine match, went over 10 minutes. Um, but really, it was in a death spot following the Rumble. And it's a heel versus heel. No one bought Drop as a legit threat to the belt. And, you know, they they their work was fine, but this really was a match nobody could get invested in because of the story running into it, and therefore a boring match. Yeah, it had several things going against it. Like you say, it
2: followed on from the Rumble and Rousey's return hmm. and win, so that's one thing. A, a, sto- a bad storyline going in uh, doesn't help. Heel versus Heel doesn't help. And because the WrestleMania sign caught fire from the pyro, <laughs> that had to sort of be brought down, which actually blocked the view of some people. I was got a message from someone who actually like, they were sat behind this, the things. Like, well now I can't see the ring. So that didn't help. So people were distracted by them. Like <laughs> WWE taking care of the WrestleMania sign. It had so many things working against it. Credit to Becky Lynch though. She did more to get dewdrop over than anyone else has done in WWE, including WWE as a credible threat to her. I thought what Becky about Eva Marie? Wa- I thought Becky worked her cotton socks off to make Dewdrop look awesome. And she succeeded in doing it. It must be dewdrop's longest match she's had since coming up to the main roster. It's the best mm. she's looked in it as well. Like this did way more for her than Queen Zelina being her in four minutes in Saudi Arabia.
1: I mean, I agree with you from like a default perspective because, unfortunately, Dewdrop has been given no chance to properly show how great she is in W on the main roster. But I, I, I don't think this has done anything for her. Uh, oh I no, think no, that... no, no, yeah. So it's yeah, it's a it's another failure. I, no, I you, think. I, yeah,
2: I agree with that. My point was just like credit to Becky for trying. And like, and she was trying to get, she was trying to get people into it as well. Like, you know, this match yeah. went nearly as long as Seth Roman, you know. So they, it was given time. It's just the people just didn't really get into it, unfortunately.
1: Becky won with a man slam off the second rope. Um, then we got Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, a match twenty years in the making. We got your favourite video package to play at the start, forged, forged. in fire. Um, two sexy titans oiled like greek fighters
2: goofy nonsense from wwe mm. i absolutely adore it it's like the old freddie blasey time is infinite promos
1: <laughs> um i don't
2: think this met expectations i i'm fascinated by this cuz i watched your review and you were like you didn't like this we loved this match oh. on the live reactions we thought this was terrific i thought like particularly the opening things when they were just german suplexing each other and getting up and the reactions from both of them were
1: awesome my big that criticism was cool. my, i i, I yeah. agree that that opening bit was cool but then i thought it went very template
2: yeah my my criticisms i have of this match are twofold one of which is the ref bumps were terrible because it was, they were ref bumps in when you go like, well, what were you doing, referee? <laughs> like, why were you putting yourself into that position? Like, so, and so the, the, ref, the ref bumps didn't work because they, did, they looked cack. But my other one, and this is my real major criticism of it, the story that they were telling on Raw, which is that Bobby, that Brock is not taking Bobby seriously, never played into the match. It never played into this match. So they may as well have not have done any of the build they did on Raw.
1: I got the sense that this was, you know, cool opening. That bit was who is the better MMA fighter or who is the better fighter in general clash of Titans for the first time ever. The middle part was, ah, eh, let's just use the, the match layout from Goldberg Brock or or any Brock match previously. And usually I don't mind that. I love that style of match, but I felt for, for whatever reason, this felt pretty superficial It was just a way to get back to the only thing WWE cared on this show, which is Brock Roman, because the finish was Roman after that ref bump, Roman came out, speared Brock. He hands his hat. He puts his hand out to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman gives him the belt. And then Roman clocks Brock over the head with the championship. Roman and Heyman are aligned again. It was all some very weird plan And Bobby weakly won the championship. Bobby in this match
2: was pinned. Like, Brock got the visual pin on Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley, who they protect so Bobby Lashley was put over so hard in the day one match as the only person that could have beaten Brock Lesnar in that match. Because it sure as heck fire wasn't going to be Seth Kevin or Big E. But Bobby could have done it. If he'd have just had that hurt lock for a little bit longer, he would have beaten him. In this match, Bobby looked like an absolute joke at the end of it because he was beaten by Brock and only won because Roman beat him for him. And that's so now your WWE champion looks a bit pants. So I, mm. I thought this the, the end I, for me the ending of this failed on quite a few levels. Also, I don't having a second referee run down to count the three who's literally just witnessed all of this. Like Roman was still in the ring when the referee was running
1: down, <laughs> and then he counted the three. Like well, this is a bad referee. Hey, it's a panic situation. You know, he's 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 just got to get in there and do his job. So yeah, I kind of like how you were. You weren't down on the whole women's rumble actually because of the finish. But I, I feel pretty down on this whole. I, it never got to that extra gear for me. Mm. Yeah, I think that, so. that it needed to before it had to play second fiddle to the Roman Brock storyline. Plus. I am sick of Paul Heyman's storylines having this ridiculously convoluted plan where Paul Heyman breaks up with the person. But actually it was a ruse. Why? What, what? What did it achieve? Well, now. We did something we could have done quite easily, not having broken up. You know what I mean? When he broke yeah, well, up with Brock all those years ago. Yeah. It led but to nothing. Of, yeah. Like this is very
2: much like the higher power storyline in the in the late nineties, which is like, oh, they reveal Vince McMahon as the higher power because he wanted to keep the belt off of Austin, and part of that plan was keeping the belt on Austin. Like, like you know, the, the story doesn't really make sense when you take a step back
1: and look at it under a microscope. But they'll just, you know, won't address it. Hmm. You know what else they won't address? How Brock got that number thirty spot? Because surely he would have taken a spot. And that the, the reason he was added into the day one match main event, which was very smart on their part, was because Heyman negotiated that for him. Who negotiated that for Brock? Brock did. Brock did, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wasn't into this, unfortunately. Uh, I thought it massively failed on, on what it could have lived up to. And the final match we'll talk about, because we've already done the uh, main event men's rumble, is It versus Grit which was, you know, exactly what it needed to be. But I didn't want it in the first place.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I said this in the stream last night. I've been saying it on the Raw review, this match makes no sense because Edge and Beth have already won. If mm. at day one, The Miz had beaten Edge because of Maurice interference, and then you on the following night's Raw, beth comes down and stops maurice and st- and then you set up the tag match then edge and beth can beat miz and maurice and then you can do the singles match where edge beats miz with no maurice interference that is a perfectly fine storyline the story they told though however was that edge and beth beat miz at day one then they kept beating them up on tv then they beat them here it's not a good story and so like it's it's hard to t- i know you're gonna bring up the brick like because they got their one they got their one brick bit, they got their one brick spot in. But ultimately, Edge and Beth just keep winning and they won here again. So I don't know why Edge and Beth wanted to have this match. I don't know why Miz and Maurice had to have this match. So th- the match never needed to happen. And it was mm. what it was. 12 minutes. I thought Maurice was great. Thought, uh, Beth looked she so
1: was great.
2: She was really good. And Beth looks so good. Beth should go on a long run. Mm. I would love to see her become, like, back full-time in the ring because she looks amazing. Um, but, I, but apart from that, pfft, I couldn't care less.
1: Yeah, that's it. It was, it was it was perfectly fine for the story they were telling. I think it worked perfectly here. Uh, Maurice's top rope rana on edge was actually astounding. Incredible. And Maurice, throughout this entire build, I think, has been a real, real standout. But yeah, I didn't care. Hopefully, Edge can now go on to do a feud he actually wants to. AJ Styles, come on! Well, I mean, that's
2: what we want, right? But I think it would just be Edge Miz again, right? A Moss. Well, no, it, I mean, if it's not, who do you think a Moss is going to be? I've been going with Randy, but I think now they might just do the tag stuff with Randy. So yeah. maybe Shane, like a Moss Shane, would be fun. Shane could go in there and potato a Moss. From the, Well, he used to be his bouncer
1: in Raw that's Underground. That's right. That's right. They're already connected. In a Raw Underground cinematic <laughs> match. Because that's the only way you can work around their limitations. Well, that was the Royal Rumble. I gave it two out of five in my review. I think
2: overall i probably would have given this three out of five the men's rumble really did bring it down for me yeah and i'm actually stunned i was really surprised by this the community tab was also in the three out of five camp i was expecting it to be way lower it was 41 percent three out of five 27 two percent two out of five percent one out of five and those one out of five Mm. as we know are are quite a lot of troll votes but you know that three out of five heavily weighted there i'm genuinely surprised by that i thought the men's rumble they such a poor taste in people's mouth that it would have been a far more consistently 2 out of 5 voted show
1: yeah reading through the interwebs it definitely feels like a people received it as a 2 out of 5 or lower show but hey that's good i mm. guess <laughs> Uh, let's see your remaining ultra chat where are we at harry hawker not just trying to spread negativity but i personally think this rumble was worse than 2015 at least 2015 had a story and is now infamous this has no believable contenders performing no memorable spots or eliminations just feels incredibly pointless that's what we were saying earlier right like it was boring which arguably Mm. is worse well that's it. I guess it depends what you take as worse. Yeah. I would take boring over actively bad and damaging. Yeah. Uh, I actually like I hated the 2015 yeah. rumble. I don't care about this one. The, the 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 emotions I feel right now are much healthier for me <laughs> yeah. than how I felt in 2015 grace lester personally hated the women's rumble so many mind-boggling choices like having sasha eliminated before entrant 10 no eo dakota or raquel sucked and ronda didn't need the win she had enough star power to have the charlotte match without the w yeah that's clear. <clears throat> that's what most people didn't like about the women's one was no mm-hmm. nxt call-ups um well maybe tomorrow night
2: well, I mean, but I think even if they weren't call up, just surpri- like, you know, entrance yeah. into the run, like Raquel Gonzalez, as, you know, as Grace was just saying then, I-, I-, I thought Raquel was a lock to be in it, to be honest.
1: I thought Mandy Rose interacted with Sonya Deville.
2: Oh, yeah, it's a really good shout. Um, yeah, I- but I-, I thought Raquel for sure was going to be in the mm-hmm. rumble. I was saying, even if it's just to capitalize on people comparing it to Louisa from Encanto.
1: <laughs> uh, big Eye Cotillats. This has the same feel as the barbed wire exploding death match in AEW. It's how you leave them. And boy, most of the matches left a bad taste in your mouth. Plus, no Veer. Easily the worst Rumble because he wasn't number 30. That would have saved it.
2: Yeah, well, maybe. I, they did say <laughs> that it was, it was rumoured, it was heavily reported, Veer was not going to be in the Rumble. In the same way that it was reported Alexa Bliss wasn't going to be in the Rumble either, but people were still expecting her to be in there. The one that was probably, no Corey Graves. I really thought he was going to be in the Rumble.
1: Randy Andy Datson has been saying for a week, Paige. Paige yeah, is page coming it. back. He all
2: through the stream he kept saying, I hope it's Page next. I hope it's Page Next. And it never happened.
1: Just but just make do with your Twitch simping <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Ket says, Everything involving Seth was great on this show. He was the highlight of the whole show for me. Totally agree. Bacon Rasher, this men's Royal Rumble is worse than 2015 in my eyes, as any lapsed fans that turned in know why they stopped watching WWE all mid-carders and no star power bar Brock. At least in 2015, there were more stars. LIW4 life. Pete wins, and AEW review is next, lads.
2: Oh, I mean, maybe that's what we would, because both me and Pete weren't going to be around for the Saudi show, which means mm. the, the championship won't be defended. So we were trying to think of stipulations. What if that is the stip? It's actually, uh, it's the AEW reviews.
1: Oh, God, I don't. I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to. Um, 2015, yeah. How do you feel about losing your championship? I mean, it was very sad. I, I mean, I
2: lost it in very unceremonious uh, circumstances because me and Pete got our predictions mixed up. Um, and so we thought we were going down to the final match and we weren't. Pete had actually won it already. He's just, he'd forgot what he predicted and I thought I'd predicted something mm-hmm. else. So um, yeah, d- bitterly disappointed. Also, uh, I am, I think the only person now who has never successfully defended the title. I am the Sasha Banks of Talk.
1: Yeah, it was, you had a lengthy reign without a title defence <laughs> and lost it a, as soon as you did. The first <laughs> opportunity. Will Brennan. Rhea had an amazing showing last night. I thought, genuinely thought she could have won. Maybe that's a good sign for things to come this year. I totally agree. I but thought Rhea... Were... Sorry, you go. Rhea eliminated both women's champions. She had the thing with Nikki going. She was the one who got rid of Ivory. I feel like, and last week as well, in the Raw match, I am I'm, I'm hope, maybe it's just me hoping, but I felt like this could be the start of a reset for Ripley. Why did they do nothing with Nikki A.S.H. with her and her, though? She attacked like, that was, her yeah, from behind.
2: Yeah, oh, cool, but like, the story you were telling is, is those two. And like, why is Rhea still eliminating the tag champions when she's not feuding with the mm-hmm. tag champions anymore?
1: Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hey guys, it is important to stay positive. There is still all the chances in the world. Something good will happen. Everything is all right. We got alternatives. Nothing to complain. It will be fine. Oh my God, Shane versus Bobby and Saudi for the title. You know, Bobby needs some challenges. He needs some stars to go against, and Roar is lacking in them. Shane McMahon, right there. Chuck in a cage match. I'll see you in Saudi. Brian Moore. Heyman turns on Lesnar and officially sides with Roman. Can't wait for Brock to thank his advocate, Paul Heyman, for getting him in the Rumble. And we're back to square one. <laughs> <laughs> After this, I'd say Big e, E's title reign was worse than Kofi's. Women's Rumble was great. It might well I be. I think it might be. Maybe we need to rename the verb so it's not Kofi'd, you've been Big E'd. Because you've been I think you've been beached. Because Kofi at least got like a run with Randy. <laughs> what did Beach get? Yeah. Henry Turner. My friend hasn't watched WWE since Mania last year. When the first match ended in the DQ, he said, oh, yeah, that's why I stopped watching. First time ultra chat. Can't usually watch live because of work. Wanted to say thanks for all the awesome content, guys. Thank you, Henry, for watching. Uh, Dale D. A lot of people tried to compare WWE to early 2000s WCW, but in all honesty, that r- rumble reminded me way more of mid 90s WWF.
2: Yeah, right. Lots of mid-carders doing nothing.
1: Yeah, pre-attitude era WWF. I remember watching during that time and just being bored because nearly no one felt interesting. Same feeling I got last night. In all fairness, even like 99. Like the <laughs> 1999
2: Royal Rumble, is, it's only Austin and McMahon. And everyone else is just
1: there. <laughs> uh, Cian Nolan says, i have who's been a member for six months, I've no doubt that Ronda versus Charlotte is the plan for Mania. It'll be a good match. However, it means that Ronda looks gutless for avoiding Becky. Well, they can play into that, I think. I think that is the long-term plan. And Jack Wilkes, Boring Rumble, would rather talk about how great the reaction stream was. Pure chaos from start to finish, and I loved every minute of it. As I said in my Ultra chat last night, I really needed a good laugh. And as always, you guys delivered.
2: We got a little bit sleepy delirious during the uh, mixed tag <laughs> match doing impressions of Pete and Tempest reviewing NXT. Oh, I hate wrestling, me. I don't like watching NXT anymore. It's not the show I used to enjoy.
1: As Pete. Are you getting <laughs> Pete's audio feed through. Yeah, just because d- I can't every see every him in again. the back
2: end. He keeps trying to jump in to I thought this Royal Rumble was real terrible, and I did not like seeing Brock Lesnar win that Rumble. You want to take the last chance? I will do. Uh, Nate S. said, Thanks for one of the best streams you guys have ever done. It was hilarious and so much fun. Ollie would have been proud. Not even one swear on the entire stream. <laughs> the swear jar stays empty. Luke, how do you feel about a trio's punishment? Oh, so, well, okay. Yeah. They Apparently, they said in the stream that I came last in Wrestle League. I don't know how I predicted a perfect card and got one of the Rumble winners right which gives me 3 points. I don't know how I've come last here. Pete said he's going to do a recount because he thinks he got it wrong. So I
1: don't Yeah, there needs come last. to be a recount. Now.
2: I was I was 2 points ahead of the bottom place. There's literally
1: no way I could have come last. Well, if people are taking your pay-per-view predictions against Pete as your predictions. Yes,
2: maybe? You get, which they're not. Well, it would have been, yes, because they would have been different, but my wrestle league predictions were I think the only the only things I got wrong were obviously Roman because Seth won by a DQ and I had Bianca to win the Rumble. Those are the only things I didn't get right.
1: Um, I clicked on, when I opened up the live reactions this morning, I literally just clicked on a random moment and you swore twice.
2: <laughs> I need to send you a timestamp so my explanation as to why uh, there was so much swearing on the show. Uh, people very much enjoyed it it was about respect and and how much we all admire you um Nate S, uh, oh no just did that one, Bob Zombie great name, hey guys, disappointing Mm. Rumble thank you for the stream last night, it must have been so complicated to do, it was great to see Angela and Sully, I'm now off to nurse, no sleep and hangover love you guys, cheers for the wine very welcome Bob Zombie I made quite a few errors in the final match of eliminating people when they weren't supposed to be eliminated and people were like, oh it's because uh, Luke was drunk, and I was like, oh no it's because I I just, I forgot who was actually in the Rumble, it was so boring (laughs) Like Simham Narasimham B said, I had recently rewatched some of your older Quizzle Manias. Recently watched WrestleMania 8 after Quizzle Mania 8. After Kelly Kay's entrance, my brain went, probably good that Kenny McIntosh wasn't in the jamble. Imagine if he was and he had picked number four and the subsequent meltdown. Kenny Kenny. Kenny Kenny kill Walker has been a member for six months. Jack said, hope Adam didn't feel too guilty after Pete gave him grief for messaging him around when trying to read my serious ultra chats. You guys really helped me get through the last couple of years. Jam that jam. Uh, Cassidy Delaney said, I'm so glad I don't have anything to do with this idiot company. Johnny was by far the best part. Can't wait to go to Dynamite in Bridgeport. Also, Luke's favorite Raven match that's not in WWE. PS soon one day everything will be fake. Adore, uh, it's the CM Punk stuff he was doing in Ring of Honor. That mm. all ruled. Um, and our last one here from Kyle Jeffries has been highlighted as weird by our moderator team. He said, Today's motivation. Anyone you ever thought was hot once took a poop so hard that they took their shirt off sweating. And that is why you should never be afraid to ask someone else, because on the throne, we are all at Jalapeno's mercy.
1: Well, yeah, if you're thinking, if you're a bit nervous about asking that guy or gal or anyone in between out for a, a coffee or a drink or something. But according to Kyle, they once pooped themselves. Yeah, so bad they had to take their shirt off because they were sweating so much. Have you had to do that?
2: What, poop so hard that I had to take my shirt off?
1: I've been uh, drunk so much I've taken my shirt off. Oh, yeah. Well, what, like in the pub or like, you know, wherever you were? No, when I get back home, I'm so hungover and I'm like, I just, it's in it's in my clothes. <laughs> I just end up naked on the floor by the bed.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, oh, oh 100% uh, I've done that um no i think like because um uh because i I suffer from colitis ulcerative colitis i don't think i ever have to have that problem because everything just gets evacuated so easily from me
1: (laughs) jalapeno's mercy it should be a finishing move name someone some independent wrestler liam leonard are you still watching jalapeno mercy is your finisher
2: Oh, beer fit. Sorry, wine52.com forward slash rest talk. I've only had four hours of sleep. Wine52.com forward slash rest talk. Get yourself three bottles of wine for just the price of postage and packaging. Didn't hang it last year. Just come in and said, Hello, DAD and OLI. Um, who would you guys have rather have won the Rumble? Uh, Brock for the men's. I, I do think that was the right call. Bianca for the women's. Uh,
1: bro- Brock and Ronda. honestly. I would have just made the men's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah,
2: wine52.com wine forward slash rest or get yourself a free case of wine for that sweet ass postage and packaging uk viewers only we are better than you and we drink it and wine52 is an excellent service today is your last day to get it's our last show sponsored by wine52 so do click that link in the video description down below take the advice of bob zombie who absolutely loved his wine52 service uh ollie what would you like to plug before we get out of here
1: Subscribe, go watch my yeah. review on the main channel. yeah that that's good. We just passed sixty thousand yeah. subscribers on the uh, on
2: Wrestle podcast, so thank you so much. We are on our road to 70, uh, 70 which is our next aim. so thank you all so much. If you haven't already subscribed, please do. We've got a uh, uh, we're going to be doing the raw review on Tuesday, NXt on Wednesday uh, Dynamite on Thursday, Teams nuke on Friday, which could be a certain postponed show from last week potentially but until then take care everyone jam that jam
1: love you bye